Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. On today's episode, I have a special guest. This bonus episode is just for you as busy entrepreneurs and business owners. We need to understand our money, right? And what I find time and time again in talking to my clients is that we often don't realize that we are, you know, we're making mistakes that uh, come from just lack of knowledge or lack of experience or both. And today's episode with my special guest, Belinda, is going to be breaking down the three biggest mistakes that we are all making with our money. Why revenue isn't the holy grail metric that sometimes we make it out to be. And you're going to hear why all revenue isn't created equal and so much more. I can't wait for you to dive right in and listen to this episode today. My good friend, Belinda Rosenblum, is a CPA and money strategist who founded Own Your Money and created the signature Cash Flow CEO program to help ambitious women entrepreneurs grow a more strategic, profitable business so they work less, profit more, and finally take home real money consistently. Belinda is also the co-author of Self-Worth to Net Worth, 12 Keys to Creating Wealth Inside and Out, and became a self-made millionaire at 33. She believes money management and entrepreneurship can be fun and provide true lifestyle freedom. After all, isn't that why we got into business? Amen, sister. If she's not inspiring you to be your best self, Belinda is likely enjoying the sunshine and chasing after her marathon running husband, college junior stepdaughter, and two spirited young kids. And with that, I can't wait for you to dive in. Grab your paper, grab your pen. We are about to begin. Welcome, Belinda. I am so excited for today's topic. I think it is uh, so important, but sometimes it can be scary to talk about money, right? To actually look at the numbers and like peel back the curtain and really understand what's going on in our business as business owners, as CEOs of our our business to really have a handle on this. So I, I can't wait for us to dive in on today's topic. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. I'm excited to be here. And money is just one of those really like emotional things for people. And it's so challenging because all of a sudden now when we're entrepreneurs, we don't get these magical deposits into our bank account every other week. It's like we are the ones that have to initiate the transactions. And yet we're we're vastly ill-prepared to step into that role as CEO, step into the role as salesperson. And I'm so excited to have this this really like frank conversation that I, Susan and I are friends. And so I'm sure that we're going to you know be willing to go there for all of you today. So <laughs> game on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of what we were chatting about earlier, we probably could have recorded because I think it was really, really good nuggets of, of truth, right? Like the, it's the stuff that people don't want to hear about. And oftentimes um, I want us to also talk about like, why, why is it more challenging for people to talk about money um, along with the mistakes that we are making and to kind of normalize it? Because I think sometimes I know growing up and having been in, in finance, we don't learn this. We don't learn this in school and we often don't learn it with our parents at home. So when you're a business owner, you, it's kind of, like feet by fire or whatever that saying is, right? Like you're thrown into it and, and then it's almost as you're you're trying to scramble to figure things out as, as well as make the sales and keep your customers happy. And so it's a lot of stuff that's being thrown at you. So let's maybe start before we dive into the actual mistakes themselves. Why is it so hard for all of us to openly talk about money? So um, it's a, it's a really great question. And I'd love for for you listening to really stop and think about it for yourself. Like, why do you feel like it has become hard? Because money, money naturally doesn't have to be hard, right? Money is a, is a means of exchange. It's a tool for us. It's us simply exchanging value. So, you know, money, 
was first born when it was like, I had a cow and it produces milk and you have a chicken and it produces eggs and I'd like your eggs and you like the milk and we're going to make something work, right? Like that's where it all came from. But we associate so much emotions around money and to trace it back, like we form these beliefs oftentimes when we're much younger. Um, now I I focus more on the small business owners and really helping them create these strategic profitable businesses so they can work less and profit more. But for the first 12 years of my business, I was solely on personal finance. I wrote a book called Self-Worth to Net Worth, and I studied a lot around the psychology around money. Like I literally wrote that book with a psychotherapist. And um, I think what happens is that it, it totally loses what it actually is, and it becomes something way more um, loaded for us. And so every time we ask somebody for money, it's like we're putting our own worthiness on the line. And we lose sight of money being a thing, right, that we can have a relationship to, that we get to choose how we want to view it. But instead, we get very tied up in this like intricate, <laughs> complicated relationship. You know, like um, if you think on, uh, was it on Facebook? You know, it's like, what's your relationship to money? I think everybody would probably write complicated, you know, <laughs> or not really happily married, you know, much more complicated than that. And what I want everyone to get is, wait a second, you know, what are you believing around money? Because this is absolutely one of those places where your perception creates your reality right? It's the context that you have that is decisive and, and is what draws the line into how much you're going to attract in, how attractive are you going to be to clients, and how easy is it going to be for you to ask for money. You get to determine all that, which is actually kind of a relief, right? It's not like you have to let what your mom said when you were six control you. But without awareness, that is actually what we're doing. So when we're asking for money in any kind of a sale, usually we're loading it with our own belief of what if they say no? And does that mean that I'm not worthy of receiving money? And so we load it a lot more. And I think that that's why it, it has such charge for us. And at the core of a lot of what I'm doing, it's really making money more black and white for people. It's demystifying it so that it doesn't have to control you. And instead, my company is called Own Your Money, right? You get to own your money instead of feeling owned by it or owned by the, um, the context that you're putting around instead. I love that. Well, and I think this ties really nicely into kind of the meat and potatoes of why we're talking today, which is around creating more awareness for the big mistakes that we're making. Because again, sometimes we, you know, you guys have heard my story about stumbling into sales and stumbling into my business. And I think as business owners, unfortunately, or fortunately, we kind of stumble into the ability to, to be able to make as much money as we want. And it doesn't always feel that way. It doesn't always feel like we're we know how to make the money. We know how to keep the money. And so as a result, we may be making some big mistakes that are causing us to work a lot harder than we, we actually need to. So let's dive in to uh, what is maybe the, the biggest mistake out of the three that we're going to talk about today um, that really holds people back as it relates to their money. And, and then it kind of is a self-perpetuating hamster wheel of, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. Mm, okay. So we can start with the biggest one and then kind of work our way back because we can't lose sight of these other couple. But I think the biggest one is that we start a business because we have a passion, right? And because we're like, oh, I can really help people. I can really serve. And I'm raising my hand here too. Like I was just as guilty as the next person because I was like, I, I'm going to do this. Literally, it was like at somebody else's workshop and I'm sitting there and it was like this, this like, I don't know, the angels might have started singing. I'm not entirely sure, but it was like, oh. You know, I was like, this is what you're meant to do with your life, Belinda. And I, I was like, boom, in that moment, I was like, this is going to be it. So then the next week, I'm, well, actually literally right there in that workshop, I started writing on my business card, my new title that I gave myself and what I was going to do for work. And I was like, personal financial trainer, like a trainer for you and your money. And I had all these ideas. And then all of a sudden I'm like setting up the shingle. Okay, guys, this is what I'm doing. And then it's, cricket. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what happens, right? It's that we start the business with the passion and with the excitement, but we never really know how to turn from this hobby owner, right? Or this passionate woman to become an actual business owner. 
We can't go, we don't know how to go from a hoe to a bow, right? And so uh, <laughs> a hobby owner or a business owner, just to clarify. And, and so, so what happens though, is that we don't know how to figure, we don't, and I'm not talking a 26 page business plan, right? I'm talking about how are you actually going to make money from your idea? And particularly, and this is kind of one of my, um, nuances on this that I think is so important for everybody listening, so write this down, um, is that it's actually about also figuring out how you're going to create consistent income, right? So it's not just, okay, I'm going to make money this month, then that just self-perpetuates the feast or famine roller coaster that you go on. So like if you think the paycheck to paycheck roller coaster is bad, wait until you get on the feast and famine roller coaster that entrepreneurs have because that's way worse because then you don't even know when that next check is going to come in. And so I really want people to be creating a profit plan for themselves and reverse engineering your profit. <laughs> Actually have a whole day long workshop coming up about that because I think it is so important and I teach um, that inside my cash flow CEO program, but I just took a step back like a couple months ago and I said, gosh, what would happen in this world if more business owners actually understood, even if it was just on a high level, how to do that in their business? it would just open up so much for you because then you wouldn't get so stuck in this, I'm just going to go make money and not know how to manage the money that you're making. And that's really why we kind of see like Susan's work on sales and my work on money is like peanut butter and jelly kind of, because it's like you can learn how to make the money, but you also need to know how to manage the money that you're making. Right. And once you can really understand and dive into that, then boom, so much opens up. And I actually just created a whole new guide around five simple ways to create consistent income. And I believe Susan, you have it at susanmcveigh.com forward slash Belinda. Yes, right? absolutely. Good? Yep. So, so that'll be in the show notes. The link yep. will be down below, but if you want to go ahead and grab that, you can go ahead, susanmcveigh.com forward slash Belinda. It's an amazing guide, especially around this whole feast or famine, right? And I love what you said, Belinda, around creating a profit plan, because I think a lot of folks, I mean, let's face it, this isn't the sexy stuff, right? We hear about these, I made a big launch and like, I sold out of this and come on. I mean, I, this is what I help my clients with. But it pains me when people don't price their programs properly, when they don't know what they're actually going to sell or even the stuff that they're selling, you don't know how to sell it or who to sell it to. And more importantly that, I mean, and we'll, we'll kind of tie into this um, at some point here, but you know, what's the difference between all these different numbers that you hear people say? And I think when we allow ourselves to compare, because I always tell people, don't compare, like you are exactly where you need to be and where you want to go. If there's a gap, you need to figure out the skill set and then go and learn that skill, right? Everything is learnable. But at the same time, if you don't understand numbers, like if you don't understand what people are saying and you don't understand if they're saying, this is what I did for sales versus like, how much did you actually profit from that? And I love the fact that that is something that you really do help people understand is that your profit plan is going to be different than mine or anybody else's. And that sometimes you don't need to have these huge sales numbers, or you could have huge sales numbers and be making actually very little money at the end of the day. And if you don't understand your numbers, or you don't understand what other people are sharing with their numbers, it can easily be easy to get swept up into kind of the marketing mumbo jumbo, I like to call it right, like the, just the hype um, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, they had a, a, a huge launch, a six figure launch, a million dollar launch. And I know that sometimes it gets hard to figure out what does that actually mean? And am I making a mistake because my launches aren't that, aren't that big. And I can't imagine getting that much bigger. What would it take and how much do I actually need? And really just trying to put all of these pieces together so that it makes sense for the everyday entrepreneur who is moving into more of that CEO role for their own business. Gosh, you touched on so many things there. Um, so, <laughs> okay, a couple of things. One is the comparison thing. Let's just talk about that really quick because um, I get we all do it, right? But it is a, essentially a trap. <laughs> it's a trap that can get very hard to pull yourself out of. So take note of when you may do that, who you may do that with, and say, well, how would my life be better if I stopped following that person or if I stopped comparing myself to that person? And if you can 
flip over to, hey, if she can do it, then that I can do it too. If you can get to that kind of an abundant or growth mindset about it, then fine. Keep following them. Maybe you'll get some ideas. Maybe it'll trigger something for you and you'll be like, oh, I'm not going to do it that way. But you know what? That really shows me that I can do it my way instead, right? So if you can do that, then fine. But you have to be really careful getting stuck in that comparison trap because oftentimes we're, we're comparing, you know, the front stage with the backstage, <laughs> the front stage of everybody else with our own backstage because we know what's actually happening. And it's very dangerous to do. Like you would never do that. Can you imagine like Hamilton at the back and what that looked like? Like it was probably very different than, than what we all saw on camera. So, so just stop for a minute and, um, and recognize when you're doing that and recognize how much that is actually probably hurting your business, not helping your business to do those kinds of comparisons. The next piece you touched on in terms of the, um, the size of the launches that you hear. So that's generally a revenue number. That's a gross revenue. And it's probably not even a gross revenue number received now. When people talk about, oh, I had a $100,000 launch, that's usually the this is sort of like just translation. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm like a translator. Okay. When somebody says this, this is what it actually means. So when someone says I made a hundred thousand dollars that launch, what it essentially means is it, it takes all of the products that they sold and it adds up all of the monies that they expect to receive as a result of that launch. So that if somebody gets a six pay plan, it's how much money I expect to receive over the next six months for that product or program that I've just sold plus whatever I've collected now. And so it's important to realize that that is only the revenue number. So that is how much they are bringing in from a revenue standpoint as a result of all that effort. What it's not taking into consideration are the affiliate commissions that they probably have to pay, the affiliate prizes that they have to pay. I mean, I've been a part of launches where just the top affiliate prize alone is $100,000 right? And so there's a lot of money happening in the back end of these things, right? And, and I am a fan of affiliate revenue. I talk about that as one of the ways that you can, in the five simple ways, it's like a part, it's like a B, two B, <laughs> literally one, one, two, and then two. It's like a tiny part of it. But I, I do find that it can be very helpful for you to grow your business and for you to support other ones. And generally, I find affiliates are supporting the things that they know, like, and trust, the the people they know, like, and trust that they want to share with you. But know that there is a lot of money that has to go out oftentimes for these launches. Plus, there's all of the team and customer service and sales teams and all of the things that happen. So you just want to be really careful. Like, I've worked with people that have had a much lower launch, like maybe it was a $30,000 launch or a $50,000 launch, but they actually kept a lot more of it, right? So all revenue is not created equal. And I think that when you're able to do a more intentional revenue plan, when you think through this, how do I really want to make money in a way that is aligned with the life that I really want, boom, that's when your business really takes off. That's when you become irresistible in the marketplace because you're so excited about your offers and you're so excited with how that offer is going to support the freedom you want and the family time you want and all of that. It's when you're doing all of that hustling and just working harder and harder that and you don't really have a clear idea of the revenue you want to be making and which revenue you want to be making, then your kind of start stop, like your um, incongruent to the sale coming into you. You know, so it's interesting. I'll bet that, you know, a lot of times on the surface, people have a good offer, but if they're not sold on the offer first and super excited about it and understanding how it fits in with their revenue plan and, and like they don't have the right mindset or perspective about it, they won't sell it nearly as well as they could. Whereas I've had offers that I am like shouting from the rooftop, <laughs> like, like these couple of workshops we have coming up in September, I've never done them before. I'm super excited. I literally just want to like go stand out on my street corner and be like, guys, if you have a business, you have to be in this, right? And so it almost matters less what's in that offer. If I'm so excited about it and then I can get people so excited about it too, boom, a lot more starts to happen. So, you know, I think part of what we just want to get to is like the comparison doesn't work and that you, you want to be careful even with what you're using as your goals, right? So maybe we can get to one of the other mistakes. That's sort of a nice lead in. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So let's talk about that, that we're kind of um, going sort of biggest. And the next one is that 
The second one is that oftentimes business owners are only focusing on revenue versus profit. Okay. And that's why I was talking about what some of those costs are for launches. And then there's also, I didn't mean there's more <coughs> in terms of, um, you know, I mentioned team, but that could include project manager, affiliate manager, um, copywriter, customer service. Like there's just so many elements, all the software and the webinars and everything that's underlying it all. And so I think that to some extent, you have to be able to focus on revenue, but you also want to understand how that revenue will flow through your business. And I like to even consider that when I'm pricing things for our students, right? And teaching them how to price their own things. Because if you actually look at it and you're like, okay, I think I'm just going to charge X and it's just kind of random. You're like, I'm going to charge a thousand dollars for that service. And you, you, because you compared it to somebody else maybe, and well, they're charging 1500 and I'm going to charge a thousand. But like, if you sell two of those, is that actually going to get you to your revenue goal? And I think that we don't ever put the two sides together. I think of it like a top down and a bottom up approach. And so I want you to be able to be considering both in that so that you can actually say, wait a second, if I want to take home, let's say $3,000 a month, okay, then maybe you'll pay $1,000 in taxes on that money they're taking out maybe you have $2,000 of business expenses, then just to break even, you're at $6,000 of revenue that you need to be making to pull out that three, okay? And maybe for some of you, like that feels like, oh, I would love it if I could pull out $3,000. For others of you, you're like, that won't even cover my mortgage. <laughs> like, like wherever you are, I just kind of picked something that was kind of in the middle. I want you to know those numbers. So, so I include that in the cash flow CEO course. I'm going to be including some of that in this upcoming workshop is to teach you how to know those numbers because the reality is that you will never be successful in your business unless you know your numbers. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just giving you a little bit of a reality check here because think like, if you think of the people that you do look up to, do you think they have a bookkeeper and an accountant and they know, know their own numbers? Absolutely. Like, could you imagine sitting next to Bill Gates or something or, you know, like having that conversation with them and be like, hey, how'd the business do? Or, you know, how much is in your, your foundation right now? He could probably rattle off the number to you, like right, right off the top of his head. And so it's like, if you want to be successful, you absolutely need to understand your numbers and not just what's in your bank account in the moment. Although I will say that some people don't even want to look at their bank account because they're ashamed of what's in there perhaps, or it's not what you'd like it to be. But avoidance is never the answer. And so just know that, just get that up front. And, um, but a lot of people do what I call bank balance decision-making. Mm -hmm. And to some extent, you know, profit first works with that. Like it kind of says, okay, if you're going to work off your balance, I'm going to significantly reduce your balance so that you only have this tiny little sliver of it to actually pay your, your operating expenses. But for a lot of people, especially starting out, profit first is really challenging to try and implement. Like the, the theory of it, I agree with in terms of you want to make sure you're considering profit, you're paying yourself, you're, um, you know, not making, he says, make profit a habit. Right. And what I find is a lot of times people are making profit a happy accident. Like, oh, look, I made money. Yay. Yeah, exactly. This week or yay this month. Well, but, I, I think it's really yeah. interesting that we're talking about this piece because I think, I mean, let's be frank. Um, a lot of people ascribe to profit first and then they get they get very defeated defeated when it's not working for them because they they think, you know here's a system and it's a good system and it's really solid. Um, you and I had the pleasure of, um, you know, speaking with Mike Michalowicz and, and mm -hmm. on your summit that just passed and they're sound principles. Right. But at the same time, I think for you listening right now, if you have been like a large number of my clients, a large number of Belinda's clients that it doesn't quite work. <laughs> like the numbers don't quite work because you need to invest or you need to hire team members and your expenses are out of whack. And so you just can't hold to those numbers the same way that, that Mike recommends in, uh, in his book and, and through the prescription that's being provided to you as a business owner. And yet here we are talking about, you know, revenue versus profit. And so now you understand it's really important for you to, to have that relationship with your money, right? Like knowing that I'm making these sales, I'm generating this revenue. Now I know that I have to figure out how much is left over based on what Belinda has just shared with us. So 
Uh, let's dive into a little bit more of this because I think it's helpful for folks to really understand. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Like I, I've made some inroads, right? Like, so maybe right now you're in one of two buckets. You either don't have a bookkeeper because you're scared mm-hmm. <laughs> or you've said, I know I need to outsource this. This is not a skill set. So I have a bookkeeper, but you still don't know what those numbers mean. And you're, you're scared to ask that person, right? You're scared to ask your bookkeeper or you don't know who to ask. So Blend is a great resource um, and you're going to get some, some great stuff here or you've already gotten some great stuff, but we're going to give you some more, but I want you to understand that it's okay to be where you are. And let's unpack a little bit more around kind of the big mistakes or misnomers that we have trying to follow like a prescriptive Mm -hmm. situation or or system or strategy, like a profit first, or like any financial system that somebody Mm -hmm. has given to us where it doesn't quite work exactly how it's set up. Right. So, you know, an element of all of that, and I think that that's probably why, like, what we teach in the Cash Flow CEO program is because we're teaching you, um, we're, we're not just teaching you, like, what other people are doing, or like, how do we figure out what will work for you? Right. So, how do you understand what your profit and loss statement is? How do you understand, you know, what is happening in the flow of money in your business? And, so, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it says that I made this much money this month, but when I look at my bank account, I'm like, where did it go? Right. So that's part of the cash flow planning that we teach people is to say, okay, so if you have revenue, you have expenses, you have what is accounting profit, where did all the profit go? Right. And so it's it's not just teaching you how to like fill in these boxes, but it's teaching you what they mean and then how you can work with them and how you can um, massage them. And it's kind of fun actually to change some numbers and be like, well, if I just you know, sell one more of this program at a thousand dollars and my expenses haven't really changed related to that. Boom. I just dropped a thousand dollars extra to the bottom line. Right. So it's, it's understanding how the process works, not just trying to follow a percentage structure. The challenge, the main challenge that I had with profit first, I talked to Mike a little bit about this on the interview that I did is like, you know, he, he assumes one that your revenue is always consistent, which that's the goal. That's what I'm trying to get you to. But sometimes it takes a little while to build that up, right? And for some of us, we may have a consistent. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I just apologize for the microphone. A consistent um, baseline revenue with some retainer clients, maybe you have, right? But then, and I want you to get to the point hashtag goals, where all of your baseline income that you're bringing in, whether it's from a membership, retainer clients, whatever that looks like equals or is greater than your business expenses plus what you want to take home plus what you want to be setting aside for taxes. So I'd like you to get to the point where your launch revenue, the extra revenue that you bring in is that it's extra. It's extra to do the extra things you want to do to invest in your business, to do the new website, or honestly, to be able to pull money out and do the new kitchen you want to do, right? Like we're, we're working in this business to be able to support, yes, what we're passionate about, but also our life right? And the things that we want to afford in our life. And so in Profit First, he says, okay, put 70%. um, You only have 30% allocated for operating expenses of your business. So that would mean you have 70% left. And for a lot of business owners, especially while they're getting going, they might have 70% of expenses, right? Which is why you may be struggling to pay yourself. But what I want you to start to get to is a different perspective where you can look at the numbers as numbers and say, Okay, and this is the top down I was mentioning. So it's like, well, this is how much I want to pay myself. And maybe you start to ramp it up, right? So maybe you'd like to get to the point where you're paying yourself 10 grand a month, but let's not stress yourself out yet. Okay, so let's start with maybe it's the 3,000 I gave you, right? Maybe it's 1,000, but you start with something that would feel like a win, something you could pay yourself consistently. And I will say that, that when I, um, in my business, it was a few years ago now, but when I said, I'm not just going to pay myself when I have money in the bank. I'm going to be paying myself a consistent, I think I started at $4,000 a month, right? I want to make that happen. So it was $2,000 every two weeks. Like, what is it going to take to make sure that no matter what, my team is always getting paid and I'm always able to keep paying myself that? And it was like this shift. It's like that hobby owner to business owner, like the CEO step that I want people to make. Because I said, wait a second, it's not okay for me to be the most important employee in the business, yet the most underpaid employee in the business anymore, right? And so how do I make sure that I'm paying myself? And I want you, that is one element I really do um, appreciate in 
profit first is wanting to pay you something in owner's pay. And so I want us to reverse engineer your profit so that there is an allocation for you for owner's pay. I'm not sure at this point I can get you to 50% of revenue like he's saying, because it would basically mean in most cases, wiping out your team, wiping out your software, wiping out a lot of things. Um, but that we get you to the point where you can be intentional as to where you want your money to go. And it's a big shift when you're like, wait a second, it doesn't have to happen to me, right? This sis, this somebody else's system or someone else's idea doesn't have to happen to me. Where do I want my money to go? And it's a big shift, but it's so important. And it really puts you back as the owner, it puts you back in that driver's seat. I love that. Well, and I think it touches on um, a point that you made earlier, Belinda, right? Around pricing, how many more sales that you need to make. Like these are all things that when I work with my clients, sometimes they don't know why they're pricing things the way that they are or how many that they need to sell. Or we just set an arbitrary, like, okay, I want to make 10,000 or 20,000 per month. But if you don't, you don't know what you actually need to pay yourself to pay your team, to take care of your systems, because sometimes you forget about these, oh, you know, I paid for Zoom. It's a one-time fee as opposed to a monthly subscription. Like these systems Mm -hmm. that you set up, you kind of forget about them until they come up once a year, once a quarter, and you don't realize that they all just add up. And I think if anything else, like I would love everybody listening to this right now to put uh, a goal in place around, like if you're not paying yourself consistently, like if you're taking out, whether it's quarterly or maybe it's uh, it's every time you launch that you, you take out a chunk because that's how your income is falling, that you set a goal for yourself right now to pay yourself on a monthly basis, right? Just like what Belinda said. And, and I'd love for you to tag us and share like this is hashtag goal or what you're increasing it by. So if you're not comfortable with sharing the exact number, just say like how much you've increased it. Is it a hundred percent? Is it 200%? I'm giving myself a thousand dollar raise or a thousand percent raise because I think sometimes you just, you deserve it. Like you're not paying yourself adequately to run your business properly. And it's probably because you're, almost like a byproduct of the things that you're doing and you're not putting yourself first. And I think that for me from profit first was a big piece. And I love the fact that you've been able to help us now figure out how do you adjust it and how do you give yourself permission that it's okay if you can't get to the targets and the percentages that Mike is recommending, especially as in the early stages and startup or in rapid growth, right? Like when you have rapid expansion, you're going to see the same thing happening with your numbers, that it's okay. And that you just set yourself a goal. And I think the bare minimum is pay yourself like something. Something. Yeah. And that's why we said, even if you're starting or something with 500, right? Every two weeks or every four weeks, or it's a thousand or it's 2000, but like Give yourself a salary because you are the most important employee in your business, period. And doing that, it's, it's actually, it gives you an energetic shift, I think, too, to say, wait a second, I would never stay in a job that treated me like this, expected me to work 24-7, paid me $6 an hour, you know, if that, or, or paid me nothing, right? Expected me to work nights and weekends. And you'd be like, I'm finding another job. And we do this as moms, but that's a whole different conversation, yes, yes. right? Um, but at, in terms of your business and your job, like you deserve more, right? But you, And the thing though, is that no one else is controlling how much money you're making except for you. The great news though, is that you actually get to make those decisions. You get to decide. And as an entrepreneur, you actually have an unlimited earnings potential. And if you combine that with the fact that your success is inevitable, boom, we have a lot of money to be made, right? Yeah. But it, it starts with you and it starts with you recognizing that, wait a second, I need to value myself enough to pay myself. And as you do that, and as you give your money jobs, right? If this is where it's going to go as I earn it, then you don't have to be so scared of earning it. Because I think that's the other piece, right? It's, it harkens back to where we started this conversation. It's like people are so, have so much emotion tied up around money that oftentimes they're kind of afraid to bring it in because they're afraid they won't be a good steward with it. They won't do the right things with it. And then they're like, let's well, just easier if I don't get too much, right? If I just get enough to pay my bills and that's it, then I don't have to grow. I don't have to do those out of the comfort zone things. I don't have to feel bad if I don't have a bookkeeper. And the third mistake, I just want to make sure we touch on because it's actually yeah. a really nice segue here, is 
not separating business and personal and not, not taking the time to figure out those, the business side of your business. And oftentimes, you know, we have this great heart and we're so excited and we're like, oh, I'm running a business now, or I have this side hustle that I'm going to really start to make money on. But we're just kind of playing the business owner. You know, we're not really stepping in, into that CEO mindset, stepping into like, I'm going to do this. Like, this is actually going to be replacing my job. And I remember we had a student. Um, so we launched this cash flow CEO program. Actually, Susan was right there with me when I had this like brainchild. Um, can I tell that story really quick? Do we yeah, have I think it's fine. Okay. So um, I'm sitting in um, uh, an event with one of our mentors, James Wedmore, and I'm literally like pained sitting in that room because I am hearing all of these entrepreneurs all around me talk about all of their challenges with money. And I'm sitting here like, wait a second, I know what this feels like to be overwhelmed and frustrated and trapped and powerless. And what do I do with this inconsistent income? And how do I, how do I make this business work and support my family? And I'm literally there like, okay, wait a second. They need a better way. Like this has to stop. They can't work any harder because I could feel it. I could hear it in their voices that they were hustling hard. They were doing the long hours and they were just so frustrated with why this wasn't working. And I, up to this point, I had been coaching um, and consulting with business owners, but on a one-to-one -one basis. So you're talking like 1500 plus per month, 2000 um, per month. And then I was like, but there's got to be a better way that I can bring to them. So right there on the spot, I birthed this idea of this cash flow CEO. At the time it was called smart six-figure finances, I think, but then we changed it. We upgraded. And um, it was right there that I was like, okay, there's got to be a better way. And I need to be showing all these business owners in the room a way to do it so that they can improve their mindset, but also improve the money management, right? To make it work. And so, um, so the, the piece that I was, I was sitting there realizing was that no one is out there teaching them how they do the money side of their business. There's so many people that are how do you make more money and how do you do the business systems and how do you do Facebook ads and how do you do this marketing thing without you ever considering like, well, what bank accounts do I need and do I need a new credit card and do I need an LLC and stuff like that? You know, do I need a bookkeeper and what does all of that look like? And so I just recognize that that's really an important piece of this that I get that people would rather avoid money, but money is exactly the thing that will bring them the freedom that they started this business for in the first place. So it's like, boom, if you can realize that, you don't have to shy away from money. You can actually lean into money. Imagine like this is a conversation with a close friend telling you this really great secret, like lean in and be like, oh, what can I learn? What do I need to know? What's going to help me make these better decisions in the money that I'm making? And so like, let's just say that you decide, yes, I want to make that $6,000 that I gave in the example earlier. Great. What are all the ways that you could go make the $6,000? You could do one thing at 6,000. You can do help two people at $3,000 a piece. You could help six people at $1,000 a piece. And you don't even just have to look at your current programs. Think about what could you do if somebody paid you $3,000. You could do a VIP day with a follow-up session. You could like create extraordinary experiences when people are paying you money that you're so passionate about and you get to create that transformation. And we're actually upgrading our cash flow CEO program actually right now to include a whole module on bookkeeping. And to include a whole, like a whole extra bundle basically, because I think that a lot of times people need to know how to do it themselves first so that they have a grasp of their numbers. And then pretty quickly they need to outsource it because it's not your zone of genius. And I will admit here that spreadsheets may be one of my love languages and that's okay. <laughs> Susan is right there with me. Um, but many of you, it might not be, and that's totally fine. Um, but you do need to find somebody else who will do these things for you, right? Who can then show you to the to, um, uh, business owners you mentioned before, like that don't have a bookkeeper or that do but don't understand their numbers. It's not okay anymore. You can't keep tolerating the fact that you don't know your numbers because – you, you just won't be nearly as successful as you could be if you did. And then you can make better decisions with money and you could know, can I hire that coach? Can I hire the team? Can I pay for those Facebook ads? Right. And so I want to see you not just play CEO, but actually be the CEO of your business. 
right? And, and the other, so we have this bookkeeping bundle we're adding, and then we're also adding this whole section with some guest experts around legal, right? Around a bookkeeper panel, around, you know, what are the things that you need to know to be able to feel competent in doing the hiring, you know, in doing the business side of your business. Because just in the last 24 hours, I've heard from two people that have said, it's absolutely holding me back from growing my business because I'm afraid to get too big without having these things handled. So no more winging it. We want you to actually figure this out and to say, I'm, it's not okay anymore for me not to understand what these numbers mean and not understand the levers that you can pull right? So that you can be generating more revenue and you can be generating more profits more intentionally. Yeah. I love that. Well, and I think, I mean, um, I love the fact that you're giving people like real tangible tools. I love also what you had shared earlier in, uh, in between, you know, mistake number two and mistake number three, where you're not realizing that you, I mean, if you got paid what you got paid right now in your current job because you have a job inside your business right you have a very important job but if you're getting paid what you were paid right now would you still be doing it and it's one of those things that um, I help my clients really understand because normally the first thing that they want to outsource is sales and Mm. like it or not it's usually the last thing that you're going to outsource because you are the source of how your sales come to be I mean a lot of the things that you just shared Belinda right like getting creative, like thinking about different ways that you can serve people, thinking about different offers that you'd be excited to actually service and produce and create and put out there in the world. If you kind of delegate sales, you can't do all that stuff, right? And so you're going to be the most passionate, right? You're going to be the best at sales when you don't have all this other stuff, like this black cloud that's following you around. And that's why we want you to get really clean with your money, right? And really um, be clean, clear about it, right? So that then you can be the best salesperson you can be. You can be the best proponent of your business because you're so excited to welcome in money. Yeah, exactly. I love right? it. Like, yeah. yeah. If, if yeah. money were a friend, it wouldn't stick around the way so many people treat money. It's it terrible. Know. You know? Well, and I love it because it's one of the exercises that I get my clients inside of Sales Mastery Society to do because when you understand all of the different things that you are spending time on um, that are keeping you stuck and you know, not separating out your personal and your business is a way for you to hide. It's a way for you to uh, not operate at that CEO level and not hiring a, a bookkeeper, right? Like a bookkeeper is going to be at a certain hourly rate and your hourly rate really should be at the highest level. I like to keep my clients at a a minimum of $1,000 an hour, but I really want them to think into the mindset of if you are getting paid $10,000 an hour, which really is very possible as a business owner, like as you had said, Belinda, you have untapped income potential, right? There's no limit on how much you can make. It's totally up to you. But if you limit yourself by not understanding your numbers, by holding on to things that are not the way that you need to operate by having your profit plan be somebody else's plan instead of your own. All of these things will hold you back and prevent you from being able to truly, you know, up, you know, we talk about up leveling and these are the things that are required in order to actually get the up level to happen Um, from a strategic and a, a business standpoint. Yes, there's all of the inside internal motivated motivating factors and mindset that's super important obviously as well but we're talking here about like specific tactics as well that you need to get a handle on as a business owner in order to know how to own your money know how to make more money and how to do it on a consistent and regular basis Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and otherwise it's like, we think that we're fooling somebody almost like, Oh, well, you know, we don't realize how much energy we spend though, hiding, hiding the shame. I don't want you know, that's the weather fraud complex often kicks in, right? Like I don't want people to find out, but you're just wasting that energy hiding. Like, Oh, I don't want people to find out the reality. I don't want them to find out I have credit cards or, you know, I don't want them to find out whatever the dot, dot, dot is, but you're the one that's actually, um, holding yourself back by not owning 
your responsibility in that. And it's not right or wrong. Like so many of us, me included, have had credit card debt over this business as I've grown it because that's what it took for me to accelerate to that next level. But it doesn't, it's not something that I hold on to as like, a shame thing. And believe me, I have had my fair share of money mistakes. We didn't even get into all of that here, but there was the time when I was sitting at my, my, uh, dining room table stared down by three huge stacks of bills and mail because I hadn't opened up our family mail in three months and I was managing the family finances. My dad was in a nursing home. Then there was a time when I had my third year of business and I grossed $155,000 and I netted three. Because I did exactly the mistake that we're talking about. I was like, everyone said, revenue, revenue. And I was like, are you sure? I don't need profit. Like I was an accounting major. And they're like, focus on revenue. The profit will work itself out. And I'm like, okay. And so then I did it. And then I ended the year and I was like, this sucks. Excuse my language. Hope I can say that here. But you know, I was like, this is terrible. Like I I just left a hundred thousand dollar job and now I'm making $3,000. And so no, and then I got to pay taxes on that kind of, you know? And so it's like, Right. And so it's like, this isn't right. So then I was like, I have to figure out a new system for myself. Right. And that's essentially the foundation of what I teach now. And it's, it's a, then in that year, I went up to $255,000 and then in that third full year, and then I netted a hundred. Right. And so it was like totally shifting the paradigm here to say, it's not okay for only my team to make money or only my affiliates to make money, but that I actually wanted to be making some money in this process too. And, um, and it, it sometimes takes like a line in the sand that you make that you say, it's not, it's no longer okay for me not to pay myself. I, I value myself and it's important enough. And if you want to do just a rough calculation, right? If you want to make just to start to figure out what you want to make in your business. Um, let's just say that it's a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And if you're working 40 hours a week, hopefully we're going to get you working less. Um, but at a minimum, right. Then you should not be doing any tasks that you're that's $50 an hour. Okay. But the reality is that to net a hundred thousand dollars is way different. So yeah. to net a hundred thousand dollars, you probably need to be grossing more like $200,000 or $250,000, right? And then you take that over 2,000 hours, right? Then it's like, okay, I don't want you doing anything that's not $125 task or $200 task, right? And, And you just start to look at but what you're really doing is you're probably working 60 hours and making 20 grand, right? And so then your hourly rate is like a way different calculation here. <laughs> your hourly rate kind of sucks, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's $6.40. I was pretty close when I said $6. Yeah, exactly, right? And so, and that is not what Susan and I want for you. We want you to be a thriving business owner, what we call the cash flow CEO instead of this cash-strapped solopreneur who it feels like your only option is to do it all yourself, but there are better ways. We just have to find you that consistent revenue. That's why we created this new five um, simple ways to create consistent revenue. And then it's going to be managing the money once it's in so that you can be clear about what the profit is that you're making. And, you know, we'll really dive in. Um, the, the freebie, the guide will definitely get you started. And then I'll be spending some great time in September and into October too. Um, and so no matter when you're listening it, you'll be able to get that guide. But you want me to fill them in a little bit about September and October plans or is there anything else you'd like to ask me first? No, that's good. I think uh, I love that, right? Like the, the cash strapped solopreneur, solopreneur, let's leave that behind, shall we? And uh, for me, it's mine is it's roller coaster Rita. <laughs> oh, that's it's yours. Yeah. yeah. Because you know what it feels like. It's just like what Belinda described, right? That feast or famine, but it's also the emotions of being on that roller coaster is it's, it's scary. It's scary when you don't know where your next client is coming from or the, the next sale or the next dollar. And it's scarier once you've achieved a certain level. Cause I think for a lot of my clients, it becomes like, how do I, how do I keep up with this? And mm-hmm. I, I almost can't make mistakes. I almost can't go backwards. And so it's, it's really hard when you do have a team and when you are growing, when you are moving forward. And so I love everything that you just shared here. Um, Belinda, and that's why I'm so excited about the, uh, the trainings that you've put together. This guide is amazing because just like what you had shared at the very beginning, and this will, 
this will be in the show notes, that all revenue isn't created equal. Like I think everybody should understand that. And our goal, our mission together, but also separately, is really to help people to have consistent income, not just consistent sales, but consistent income and income that you control. And it's why I'm so excited about uh, like the resources and some of the gifts that you are are sharing with, uh, with the audience today. So depending on when you are listening to this, if this is like hot off the grill, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. Hot off the presses. <laughs> hot <Yeah>. off the press. <laughs> Yeah. And you're going to have access to all of it. Um, and if you're listening to this a little bit later on, you're going to still have access to a big chunk of it, depending on where you're listening or when you're listening. Um, but please feel free to to follow Belinda and make sure that you have access to her guidance, her wisdom. Um, she is everything that you've heard here and, and even more. Uh, if you can imagine. And so Belinda, yeah, share with us, like, where can people find you, follow you, love you, and tell us a little bit more about what's coming up for you. Sure. Thanks. Well, thanks for that little uh, intro there. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. And you know, and I think that it's that we just, we tolerate a lot of that roller coaster, right? And we think that that's how it has to be. And you mentioned one thing that I just want to highlight, because mm. I think that it actually really holds us back. And then I will absolutely answer that. You mentioned something like we get afraid to fail. And I just want to touch on that really quick because I think that it's that afraid to fail thing that is what keeps us so scared to act, right? Because we're living so close. We don't have feel like we have a lot of money. So we don't feel like we have money to experiment. And the reality is, this is write this down too, guys. Like this whole entrepreneurship is one big experiment we're all making stuff up, right? We're all just figuring it out. Nobody we're, knows what they're doing. Right. Nobody really knows. You know, and it's like, this person came out with this thing. Should you try it? Maybe. Should you not try it? Maybe. Because you don't even know if it worked for this person. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I just, I hired a, a new person to assist me with Facebook ads. And I was like, oh, I saw this thing that this person did that you ran the ads for. Um, and she's like, yeah, that didn't really work. And I was like, okay, then don't do it. You know, so it was just like... <laughs> It was just such a good reminder that comparison doesn't always work because it doesn't mean that this thing that somebody else did even work. But for you to notice, like, where are you so, do you trap yourself in a perfectionist tendency because you're so afraid to fail? And where, how can you make failing more acceptable to yourself, right? And it doesn't have to be a reflection about who you are and, and your capabilities as a business owner at all. It just means you tried something and it didn't work. So next try something else. You make an offer to somebody to work with you and then they say no. And you're like, okay, who's the next person I can work with instead? Instead of being so hung up on everything as a failure, right? Or being afraid that, that, that we're failing. And I think that the more that we can create a little bit of cushion and a little bit more extra, you can feel like you have a little bit more room. And that's partly where the consistent income really just helps you sleep at night in that process um, to get you there too. So, um, okay, where you can find me. So I'm at Own Your Money um, on Instagram, on Facebook. If you are uh, watch, or listening to this on, I guess you're listening on your podcast app, but then take a screenshot, post it over on IG, tag us both um, with at Own Your Money. I will reshare it. I love folks listening to this and tell us, what are you going to do? Can you give yourself a raise? Like, tell us what action step you're going to take off of it and DM me or something and let me know that you, um, you know, that you're following me because you watch, uh, listen to this. So that's always fun. Or watch this, right? Do you do something with the video too? You put this someplace. Yeah, we will be right. posting this one. Awesome. So, um, so whichever is the mode, let us know for sure. And then, um, in September, we are doing this brand new thing. I told you it's all one big experiment. <laughs> um, we're doing these, wow. these day long events. They're like a workshop that are essentially a combination of a training, a mastermind session, and an implementation day. So I want you to spend this time with me and then come out of it, one, if you're doing the CEO mindset that's focused on um, your money story and really upgrading who you need to be to step in as that CEO. And so you get rid of, it's going to be more specifically, not just like general life coaching, but more specifically on what, why you've been in your way and what you need to do to move yourself forward around money. 
So, and really step in as the CEO. So that's going to be one day. And then the second one is going to be on the money management side. So how do you really reverse engineer your profit? Again, a combination where you'll be able to ask me questions. It's going to be pretty exclusive in terms of we're keeping it somewhat small. And um, I am just, and if you can't make it live, no worries, we'll do a recording. And then if you get the bundle, then you save a lot and um, you're going to get a bonus Q&A session. So we're going to try this new thing where you'll be able to really experience and get the, the initial like jump off the cliff kind of thing where, you know, you're just kind of on the edge and you're like, I don't know, it looks kind of scary down there, this whole money thing. I don't think I can do it. And you're like, wait a second, I can do it. And then you'll see as soon as you jump, I'm going to put some wings on your back and we're going to fly and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then in October, we're going to have a new series called Work Less, Profit More. And that's going to be a five-day series we can do together. And so once you jump in with us um, with the five simple ways, you'll get invitations to the intensives. You'll get invitations to the event we're doing in October. And then we're going to be opening up Cashflow CEO mid-October as well. So super excited about all that we have planned. So come into our world. I will really teach you how to make money. I can't say that. Um, let's just say that, um, that you will become the boss of your own money. I love it. I love it. Well, and I think, you know, you've given us some really great uh, nuggets of gold uh, or nuggets of money. That help us around mistakes, right? Because this is around awareness, just like we shared at the very, very beginning of this episode that once you understand and you know what's going on for you and everybody is different, so you may be making all three of these mistakes or none of them. If so, high five, girlfriend, because you're doing spectacular. But I'm willing to guess that all of us are doing some variation of one of these three things right now in our business, no matter what stage of business that you're at, because these are common things that we all go through and, and hoping that today's conversation helps to normalize that, but also allow you to have permission that you're okay to do what you need to do as a business owner to truly own your money, to truly not just you know master your sales and get better at selling and having more clients come through your front door, but ultimately, this for me is part of shutting that back door, right? So that all of that hard work. Stopping those leaks of the money going out the door with you not really being conscious of it in a lot of cases, right? And so that's why people aren't keeping it because they're not really clear on what's coming in and where it's going. So exactly. yeah, I totally agree with you, Susan. And I think that there's, you know, what we're looking, I like the normalized word that you use, right? Is to, to normalize this conversation around money without all of the hype right? Of like, oh, the million dollar launch, but also without the judgment that yeah. I think that so many of us put on it. So yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Belinda. Guys, tag us. Do your thing. More importantly, do the work, right? Do the work. And if you need help and support, grab Belinda's free resource, susanmcveigh.com forward slash Belinda. The link will be in the show notes below and grab yourself a front row seat for all of the good stuff that you can do in order to truly step into your role as a CEO and finally own your money. Thank you so much, Belinda, for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Susan. You're awesome. Holy crow. What a jam-packed episode, right? I was not kidding when I told you to grab your paper, grab your pen to take some notes. I want to know... What is your number one takeaway? There were so many different things that Belinda talked about in today's episode, but just like everything else, the only reason why we do what we do is to, in order to serve you, in order to give you value, in order to help spur you into action to take momentum. So do me a favor, will you? I want you to go ahead and write down your number one key takeaway or the homework that Belinda gave you as we went through this episode. Go ahead and tag at Own Your Money or at Susan McVeigh. Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead and tag us and let us know what you found was your biggest takeaway. We would love to be able to give you a shout out on social media over there and just give you a high five. Um, there's lots and lots of different resources that we talked about today. They will be down below in the show notes. So if you happen to be listening to this on your walk, on uh, a drive to the grocery store, uh, dropping off your kids somewhere, I'm going to encourage you to bookmark this one, go back to the show notes, take a listen in terms of what it is uh, that the links are that you need so that you have it in one handy spot 
That way you are going to be able to grab all of the great goodies that Belinda and I talked about uh, throughout this episode. If you're looking for some additional help with regards to pricing, um, you will also find an extra special link down below for my latest program, Price Your Program, so that it sells like hotcakes. It was an amazing, amazing class that I did for my clients just recently. So um, thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.